Welcome to the Twisted Sisters. This is Allie Engren, one of your co-hosts, and I am doing a solo episode today. So here we are. We are three weeks into the new year, and it's gone super fast. Does anyone, can anyone relate to that? I mean, Minnesotans, can you agree that this weather is such a mindfuck? I say this with all due respect, but Mr. Sun, Mr. Golden Sun, can you please shine down on us? I think we literally are on day 23 with no sun. I feel like I am living in Pleasantville. I'm just glad it isn't a 1950s TV show. Did I just age myself? <laughs> Does anybody remember the Reese Witherspoon movie where they get trapped in the 1950s TV show in the Midwest? I, I just, it's like blah, like it's just gray and dingy and every, all the snow was getting dirty and it's just, some of it's really pretty. I will say that this, the trees this season in Minnesota are like, they're breathtaking because we've had so much snow, but this, the sun needs to come out. So I was supposed to go up to one of my best friends from elementary school's cabin this weekend with six of my dearest and closest friends from ranging from elementary school to high school, but unfortunately, due to unseen circumstances, we had to cancel it, so I was super stoked to bring up all my gear and do a 16 years later episode with them to document our lives, but that will have to wait until a further date, so you're stuck with me, as I had already let Sam off the hook, just kidding, but I didn't want to make her change her schedule, so here we are. So I went over to... Um, a friend's house on Saturday night and we were sitting at a round table with a bunch of other people and other women I should say and we all got to kind of talking about like what is plus size and yeah it's great that they have all these plus size models but where are the ones with the tummy fat or where are the ones that have real bodies and And I know the world is getting a little bit better about this. I feel like the next generation we kind of talked about, like they are setting the bar where it's okay to, you know, be a little curvy and all of that. But I thought it was really interesting hearing what these women had to say. And it was kind of like we were like the knights of the round table, but we really weren't. So I want to have them on here soon and talk about like what is plus size to everybody because technically when I look at it, I'm like, well, technically I'm plus size. I'm super curvy, right? Like I have a size like H bra size (laughs) and then I have like a butt that you could balance a glass on and I've had the belly fat when I when how I carry I carry in my belly hence why I went and had it lasered off because I was like I'm so sick I have no torso I'm five foot one when people meet me in person they're always like I didn't realize you were so tiny and I'm like that's because my boobs make me look like I'm like a thousand pounds And so I just want to know what is your definition of plus size and are you happy with what's going on in the world right now with, I love like that Victoria's Secret song where they're like talking about that he's a man and it's, it's pretty cool to see what's happening. But when, when you sit at another table with other women, they're still feeling insecure about their bodies 
And so how are we going to help women feel better about themselves? That's a really big question. Is it all, it's all about confidence, right? And like for me with getting rid of that stupid, stubborn belly fat that wouldn't go away, it like made my confidence level go, go way up because I didn't have to tuck that, that skin in that loose skin from having babies anymore. So moving on to kind of what the topic is going to be, and it's something completely different, but I just kind of went out on a tangent there. So as I was thinking of a topic to discuss this week, I thought, well, I've kind of been unmotivated lately and not in like a unmotivated with my work way or unmotivated with like task, just more like blah. Like I'm getting all my stuff down. It's just like I'm just this like walking zombie. I'm just going with the motions. And I have my good days and I have my bad. I'm not going to say it. The weather in Minnesota can really get to you. Especially if you're not from here, you guys. Like we have like the highest um, mental health like depression rate because of the not seeing the sun. So, and I deal with seasonal depression and how I usually deal with it is I book a flight out of here to hit the beach and get some vitamin D. But this year, spring market in real estate took off literally the first week in January. It was even before the first week in January. I had buyers coming out of the woodwork, which I was like, whoa, it's Christmas time and you guys want to go look at a million houses, which is amazing. I am so thrilled that I get to say I'm super busy. It means that all my hard work is paying off like I want. Like Jen said in episode 39, when we met with my my mentor, if you're doing the activities, the business will pay off. So it's paying off. I just, at some point, I'm going to have to catch a flight out of here. But I'm stuck in Pleasantville, <laughs> literally hitting the snooze every day. So I had to get back to basics. And what did that mean? What What is motivating me? I needed to get back to what has always worked for me and not fight it. I used to work on a lot of different things every day. I would work on my podcast and I would work on my marketing and send emails, etc. all in the same day. Oh, and that book that I'm writing, yeah, that's never got my attention. So I went on to theming my days. And I know I touched on this in another episode, but I thought it needed its whole own show. So what is theming your days? Some people know it as theming your weeks. Either works. And I'll kind of dive into both of them. Um, I strive. I I strive. I thrive (laughs) on structure. And I also thrive on chaos. I like to call it structured chaos. (laughs) In my line of business, it is always chaotic. The sky can fall in a matter of minutes. I mean, literally, us as agents, we are doing so much behind the scenes to keep deals together sometimes that we don't even let our clients know because we don't want them to worry because we do have it under control. But an inspection can go bad. The buyer's financing can fall through. It gets down to a seller not even cleaning out their house on the day of closing and the buyer won't close until the house is empty. Like we are straight up mediators all the time. All these things can make my day go insane and it can get to you. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it's like, holy cow, I was just trying to get my, uh, get all my 
thank you cards out or we're, I'm in client meetings and I'm dealing with other clients while this other one is up in smoke behind me. <laughs> it's like that meme with Ryan Reynolds, the parent meme where it's like you're trying to have an adult conversation and everything's exploding behind you. <laughs> and so <laughs> theming your day goes like this. I first heard about the concept of theming your days in an interview that Forbes did with Jack Dorsey, the co-founder and former CEO of Twitter and Square. Obviously, he's a pretty busy guy, but he still manages to find time in his day for innovation. I wondered how he could make time for creativity and exploration while running two massive companies, which I do understand he has a ton of help. So how does this help the one person show, right? How does this help us? In, in the interview, Dorsey explained that he uses a special productivity technique to maximize his output and make time for things that matter. The technique, give each day of the week its own theme. Tasks related to that theme automatically get sorted onto the to-do list for that day. So what this does is it streamlines your productivity by organizing even those tasks that don't fall on a specific day or time and eliminates the time you might have spent waffling over what do you do next? Because we've all been there where we're sitting and we're like, what do I do today? <laughs> so what does theming your week look like in practice? Dorsey explained in the Forbes interview that he was working on Twitter and Square simultaneously. On Mondays, he focused on management activities for both companies. Tuesdays were dedicated to products. Wednesday's theme was marketing and communications and so on through Sunday, which he dedicated to reflection, fine-tuning, and preparing for the upcoming week. So how, did, how, how do you theme your week? Okay, so let's just kind of break it down. Choose your themes. You know better than anybody else which major areas of your life consistently require a lot of time and attention. Which of those things would benefit from having a specific day dedicated to them? So part of this process is also deciding how many themes you'll choose. You can set up a theme for all seven days of the week, or you could keep it to a lesser number of days and give yourself some dedicated days off. It's all about choosing what works for you. So assign your themes to days of the week. For this step, it's helpful to think about what your schedule is like on specific days. So like for instance, my Mondays are my creative time. So when my setting my Monday theme, I always get my administrative work done right away in the morning for about three hours. So then I can go on to being in my creative state of mind. Add your themes to your schedule. I choose to do this by creating one color-coded key page with all of my themes written out. Then when I'm making my weekly to-do list, I color code items by their theme as they come up. It's effortless to move them from my weekly overview to the daily to-do list where they belong. And you might not do this. I'm just a freak, you guys, and I need everything written out. And I feel like when you put pen to paper, you actually do it. I'm all about my to-do list and crossing out items because that's what makes me happy. And you can do it however way that you want to do it. 
and reevaluate as needed. You may find as you go that you've chosen a theme for which you actually don't have all that much to do. Or you might find that you've left something out that you really need. If your themes aren't working for you, change them. The point is to make them make scheduling easy, not more complicated. Okay? So streamline your productivity. I'm amazed by the increase in efficiency I've seen from theming my weeks. When I have set time, set time aside to get things done, I don't waste any of it wondering where to start. I know exactly what needs to be done that day and I can accomplish it quickly and effectively. There's no more decision fatigue. Should I go to Target today? Should I write thank you cards? Should I call my clients that are getting ready to sell? Should I make that doctor's appointment? These are all things that you can put on there. I've also noticed that my focus is significantly better because I'm moving through tasks that are related to each other. When you're fitting from one unrelated activity to the next, you have to reset your focus every time. I definitely experienced a loss of focus when I was switching back and forth between like brainstorming for video ideas or setting up a month, my monthly budget and helping clients. It's so much easier to let the momentum from one completed task carry you through to another related responsibility. So keep it and we'll go through that. We all have the same number of hours in the day and it's up to us to make the most of them. Theming your weeks can help you make the most of your time you have, especially all the nine to fivers. You are only allotted so much time during to get tasks done. If you literally theme your days of the week with two tasks per night on the weekdays, I bet you would accomplish so much more. So prioritize what's truly important. We all have big priorities that drive us. We're creating a show, writing a book, launching a business, running a household, but these big priorities can get lost in the clutter of daily life and we miss out on creating what's truly important to us. To theme your days, identify the really important pieces of your life. Then, assign everything a specific day or a half day if you want to each week. For example, like my big things are family, real estate, staging, and the podcast. The other big piece is admin because email and laundry have to happen at some point in life (laughs) unless you hire that out, which I totally have and you can do it too. So each one is assigned to days or half days throughout the week and of course my family gets a day and a half and nearly all early mornings and evenings. When I plan my work, I plan for those specific times. And when someone wants to meet me, I know I never, ever schedule anything during my sacred time. So get into deep work and stay there. So do you know what deep work is? Deep work, as Cal Newport describes it, or flow, is a state of intense, single-minded focus on your work. In the old way, you might work on several projects all in the same morning, but your brain, awesome as it is, can't get into a flow state, much less stay there when, you're, when you keep bouncing from project to project, right? What I talked about earlier. So theming your days means you can get deep into your work and stay there. You can stay in that flow state because you've already chosen your priorities and given long stretches of time to what matters to you. 
the innate power of day theming lies in its psychology. So remember the last time you got truly immersed in something deeply enjoyable? Time time stops, right? You experience the amazing benefits of being present at work. And why? Because you entered into a state of flow where you could accomplish more with less effort. So take a moment to think about the world's greatest masterpieces. You'll realize that they're the result of deep immersion and concentrated focus. They're definitely not the result of a piece-by-piece daily task list, right? Like the 16th chapel, Michelangelo did not finish that in a day. (laughs) So the world's most brilliant business innovations or ideas were brought into existence the same way, okay? With day theming, you're able to clear the background noise of other tasks competing for your attention. And by having a bigger creative space, you can achieve way more than you thought was possible. So don't stress about what you're not doing. Easier said than done. When you theme your days, you make the executive decision about what to do when, and then the choice is made. You don't have to keep making and remaking the decision. Imagine working on a project and not getting that nagging feeling like you need to be somewhere else because I know we've all been there or you're like or like you're forgetting something important or like, yes, this work is important, but uh, those emails won't write themselves. No more stress like this when you theme your days. And trust me, I just had one of those days the other week when I tried to schedule too much into a Friday and couldn't be fully present with the podcast. And it made me super sad that I put myself in that situation, you guys. Here they were like wanting to talk, talk, talk. And I was like, I need to get this listing on on the market. And it was just, it was too much for me. I needed to really, I should have put the listing on on a Thursday and been fully present on Friday. But you know, sometimes stuff happens, right? So keep your admin time limited and intentional. For most jobs, especially creative ones, administrative work should be compressed. It's necessarily it's necessary work if I can talk, but if you don't set firm boundaries around it, it will eat up your time and fog your mental space. Of course, some e- emails will need a quick response, but for most jobs, administrative tasks can get and deserve their own focus time. So like me, I do mine every Monday morning and I typically then I block out another three hours Thursday morning before I go on with my day. So are theme days like mega batching? Have you ever heard of mega batching? So sort of. With mega batching, you do concentrated work on a single project for a long stretch of time, like a day or a week. Then you don't work on it until your next session, like next week or next month. So in that sense, theming your days is like mega batching. However, I think theming your days is quite different from mega batching. With mega batching, you actually finish and ship whatever you're working on. For example, you might write like 10 blog posts or design one website. But when you theme your days, you might not finish your project or even one step of your project. In fact, your theme might not be a project at all. For example, quality time with my family isn't a project. It's a lifelong commitment, but it is an incredibly important part of my life that deserves full fo- my full fo- 
oh my gosh, you guys, my full focus. <laughs> Are themed days like time blocking? So again, sort of. Time blocking is where you theme large chunks of your day. Then you usually repeat that pattern every day of the work week. For example, you might have uninterrupted creative time in the morning. Then you have the afternoon for meetings and admin work. And then reserve evenings for personal time. When you theme your days, you take that concept and apply it to even bigger stretches of time. So with time blocking, you might decide mornings are for creative time, and then you work on three to four different projects in the same morning, but then when you theme your days, you might work on your book three mornings a week and your journal articles on the other two mornings. So the result, deep work on what matters to you and no more stressing about the work you assigned to another time. So obviously it's not possible to sort every activity or demand on your time into its theme day. When I set up my own weekly theme, I choose to dedicate my Mondays, like I said, to creative time and administrative work, which can either be getting all our graphics set up for the week, getting all my paperwork set up for the week, or staging a listing for market. It is really me having my downtime to be in my creative space because we we still have to make time for that creative space. It's super important. And I talked about that in one of the episodes. I think it was, what season are you in? Where you're finding like your inner child and my inner child needs to create. So I need to bring that out each week. So I time block three hours in the morning to get all my administrative tasks done. So Tuesdays for me are out in the field day is what I call it. And Tuesdays, we launch our episode for the week, which means I got to get posting all the graphics online and make sure the podcast is out and launched. From there, I am usually out checking on projects I have going on with houses. Like right now, I have two flip properties going. So that takes a lot of time. And meeting with clients and I finish up staging and photos on my listing if I did not finish on Monday. Wednesdays for me are my down day. And I typically get all my marketing material for my listings into the print shop and then have a me day, which sounds so bougie, but I work weekends. (laughs) So Wednesdays, I am typically getting all my errands done needed before the weekend and recuperating from the weekend. Happy hump day. It is themed family related tasks is what I call Wednesdays. This could also include getting my car serviced, my hair done, and other self-care appointments like doctor visits and so on. I prefer to do my grocery shopping and errands on Wednesdays because everyone else is at work. But lately, it feels like nobody's at work. Does anybody work anymore? (laughs) One perk to my gig. And Thursdays are for my buyers. Thursdays are a hot day in the real estate world as most listings go live on Thursdays. So I typically put listings live on Thursdays and then I I go and I'm typically out showing houses all day or I'm searching for houses on the MLS or I'm in meetings. So Thursdays I make sure to get home before the boys or I get the boys home and feed them dinner and then I am off to the races to show houses. And then Fridays are my dedicated podcast day which is kind of like my networking fun day. I like to have some downtime to sit with Sam, have a drink, and unwind from the week. So then typically on Saturdays, I block out two hours, and that two hours is either me 
doing open houses on my listings or I block out two hours for buyer showings on Saturdays. So it's Saturday night. It's like it's up to me to plan something fun for my boys. So that's what I typically do. Then on Sundays, I really dedicate to my day off. It is getting the house ready for the week, reviewing the schedule, and setting our household up for success. Boys do their chores, we get caught up on laundry, and we meal prep for the week. It is getting a good meal on that table on Sunday night and spending the quality time. As the week goes by so insanely quick, as I'm sure all of you can relate with different sports and just all the all the things, school, the whole shebang. So since implementing this technique, setting up my schedule feels effortless. For example, one of my best friends is getting married in August. She's asked me to be a bridesmaid. And if you've ever been in a wedding party, you know that it comes with a decent amount of responsibility. Because I've chosen Wednesdays as my day for family-related tasks, all of those wedding-related tasks for each week automatically get sorted onto Wednesday's to-do list. And of course, it doesn't work out that way 100% of the time. Things like dress shopping, bridal showers, bachelorette getaways, etc. will likely not fall on Wednesdays. But all the miscellaneous tasks can get taken care of. And the great thing about day theming is that it's really flexible. For example, you could stay on theme until 2 p.m. every day with leeway after that to attend to other things you want to attend to. So the important thing to remember is that day theming theming gives you more specific focus and time for deep work every day. Great, Allie. But I don't have the time to get a schedule together. You make it sound so easy. You might be wondering how to implement day theming in a practical way. And the first step is to prepare. In the same way you'd prepare for a presentation or launch. And like any new experiment, a little practice is always a good idea. So here's what I have to say for that. So clear your calendar for a day. So you can do a practice run. Be clear on your priorities. Understand that it's not just the task that's important, it's the power of the method you're applying to get it done. Protect your space. Have your partner help with the kids for a day or ask grandma and grandpa or a sitter to take them so you can truly focus and your partner can truly focus and you guys could do it together. That would really help, I'm sure. Prevent distractions or interruptions. Most distractions are self-imposed. So set up your space so it keeps you easily focused on the great thing you're about to accomplish. Get rid of the damn clutter. Sundays are my removing clutter day. (laughs) Remove reasons for procrastination. A little bit of task preparation goes a long way. Like these five ways to prepare for better productivity. And I can get into that with you, but I won't this episode. (laughs) Set specific goals and deadlines. Make sure your goals are production focused so it's easy to measure the exact steps you've taken and progress achieved. Progress achieved. Make your goals achievable. Don't start too high or you will never You will never achieve that goal. You will just get bogged down and say, fuck it. Work in short bursts. Take regular breaks to keep your mind sharp and body refreshed. 
Keep a bag of mixed nuts or a healthy snack next to you to refuel and drink lots of water. So I have a task template and I'm going to share it on here. So I'll put it in the, the links. So you can go and you can have a whole outline and use exactly what I use. So a little bit of structure goes a long way and you can begin by defining your day's tasks with three categories. So you have your core tasks and those tasks central to maintenance and growth. So then you have fluid tasks and those are tasks that come up or may change every week. And then you have optional tasks, tasks that, oh my gosh, breathe, Allie. Tasks that are often creative or conceptual. They're add-ons, which are usually spontaneous or unplanned. So it's kind of like, remember Amy Ledeen when we had her on and she does the non-negotiable cards? So I still do that as I do have very specific tasks that are non-negotiable for me, like having a smoothie every morning. That is my time I need my smoothie. And then meditating and journaling. So that is every morning. Okay, Allie, shut up now. I don't have time for this. I can hear you over the microphone, you guys listening to this. I don't have time for this, but you do. And I promise it will save you so much time. I know, easier said than done. If I can do it, you can do it. And here's an example of how I set up my day. So let's just go with Monday. So Monday's theme is administrative administrative and creative time. So core tasks for me would be checking my CRM, which is like a client relationships kind of, I don't even know how to explain it. You, you have all your clients in there. And so you can send them like birthday wishes or you can send them like homes that are on the market that you want them to see. They have like neighborhood reports that you can send to them. So it's just a client relationship management system basically. So I, I check that and make sure that that's all good to go for the week. And then I send any emails needed for clients and get closing set up as well as correspondence to real estate. I make industry-related information so I can share on social media. I stage listings getting ready for the market. So then a fluid task would be set up all social media posts for the week. And an optional task would be send thank you or just touching base notes to pivotal clients, suppliers, or my collaborators. Because that's super important too. If you run a business, you need to be sending out handwritten thank you cards. And I can do a whole episode on that, but I don't think you guys want me to. <laughs> so here are some examples of what you could theme your day. You could have marketing day. You could have a meeting day. You could have an internal affairs day, a content day, a research and development day, networking day, personal growth. I mean, the, the sky is the limit. And I, pu I have my themes, but I still like on my me day, right? Like I'll sign up for like a, a class that I want to take, like a seminar or a webinar. And I, I time mark that time into my day. And even if it's not on a Wednesday, like if it's on a Thursday, I'll, I'll make sure that I'm still there. So those are the, the fluid tasks that they can move from week to week. The key to working with methods like this and understanding that it's a framework and the same framework does not work well for everyone. So it's key to find what is working for you and stay flexible. 
and weekly themes might be an even better solution for your specific situation. So what is the difference? If you are not excited about your weekly goals, it will take much more effort to achieve them. So make sure you are aligned with them. Identify weekly goals to change your life. Here is a simple process to follow. So brainstorm exciting weekly goal ideas. Base them on your reflection about last week's achievements and failures. If you have too many, prioritize them based on what is more time sensitive and important for progress. Identify logical next steps to move towards the bigger goal for every day of the week. There might be important tasks that need your attention or follow-up. So define a maximum of three daily steps to achieve your set daily goal. This will help you achieve your weekly goals and certainty. And email me at Allie at Allie Engren. So A-L-L-I-E at A-L-L-I-E enggren.com and I can send you an even more in-depth than the template that I'm going to put on here too if you're looking for a little bit step above. So it's up to you how many weekly goals you set. However, you must take into account the time commitment each of them will take. Keep in mind that unexpected interruptions will help you to not overcommit yourself. And make sure your goals have the right characteristics. It has to be specific. Ask yourself what you want to achieve this particular week. Not every week is the same, right? So what is your goal for this specific week instead of the day, right? Because we can do theming weeks or we can do theming days. Make sure it's specific and achievable. It has to be realistically achievable. Having a realistic approach will allow you to move forward with more ease. Don't deem yourself down either. Okay? Go over the safe, easily achievable goal and take it one step further. If there's no way you can reach your goal, you're setting yourself up for failure. Okay? It has to be measurable. This means adding a set amount of time to your goal whether those are specific days, hours, minutes, or a set number, okay? Schedule your goals into your calendar. This is important. It will keep your goals on your to-do list. They will stay there for a very long time and you have to look at them every day. We know very well that to-do lists tend to have a never-ending aspect to them. This means that you are more likely to struggle by completing the tasks in your imagined time frame. Nothing kills motivation like a never-ending to-do list. And that's why husbands never do -do (laughs) honey-do lists. Just kidding. This is why everything important should go directly into your calendar. I live by my calendar. If it's not in my calendar, I'm not showing up. because I forgot about it. So it has to go in my calendar. Specific time blocks that allow you to see when and for how long you should be working on a task. You know how that saying goes. If you don't plan your day, someone else will plan it for you. And this is something you want to avoid because that's how you stop being a leader and start being a follower of other people's goals. We all have limited time. By scheduling your goal-reaching tasks, you emphasize how important it is for you to complete them. This keeps you accountable and it motivates you to take action towards your goal. 
Consider this, you are more likely to follow through with your scheduled commitments when planning accordingly to your productivity flow, the flow that we just talked about earlier. Knowing your daily rhythm will help to make necessary adjustments in your plan and schedule accordingly. For example, you can put your most important tasks during the time when you feel most attentive, creative, and alert. On the other hand, you can plan the downtime when you feel tired or tend to get distracted. So for me, mornings, mm -mm, nope, not getting anything important done. I need to have my smoothie, I need to meditate, I need to journal, and then I need to like think about getting ready for the day, right? (laughs) And maybe make it to the gym. So my like time that I am like the most productive is from one o'clock to three o'clock. And that's when I get like my tax stuff done that I need to get done and just all that crap that you just hate doing. So set reminders to take action. It's great to plan out your steps toward your steps toward weekly goals. It's great to allocate time for each of the steps in your calendar to be sure that you actually create time for them. Weekly goals are only a week long, but it never hurts to set reminders for yourself throughout the week for those smaller daily steps, right? Like which turns into the theme days or the non-negotiables, however you want to say it. Because if you get distracted and fail to complete your goals, you made all that previous work for nothing. The most important step of them all is to take action. Just take action. Make sure you remind yourself of your commitments. Commit to yourself. It's important. Don't let yourself slide off the path that you have intentionally started to pave for yourself. And celebrate your achievements. Learn to celebrate your achievements no matter how small. This is a big part of setting weekly goals that will change your life. It creates a sense of a job well done and motivates you to create even greater weekly goals further on. I struggle with this, as you all know, always off to the next thing to cross off my list as Sam and I have (laughs) discussed. I'm always like, yay, okay, what's next? (laughs) It is more popular than I thought though. People often forget to celebrate smaller wins and tend to focus on monthly, quarterly, or yearly achievements. But every small step that leads you towards your bigger vision is worth celebrating. Even if that means sipping a freshly made smoothie with tears for 10 minutes. It's a thing. So take a, take a moment to acknowledge the work and the fact that you have accomplished your goal. It can be enough to feel good about your progress and motivated to continue. To motivate you further, ask yourself, what will you do when you achieve that goal? Or what will you have to do if you don't? Like we talked about with Jen, how that guy had to write out a check to the competing team if he didn't do all of his calls. So if for some reason you haven't achieved your weekly goals, reflect and ask yourself, what was the biggest obstacle? Understanding what got in your way will help you overcome these obstacles much easier in the future. So, you know, if your weeks are different, it might be worth dedicating time 
until the end of each week to plan out and allocate themes for the week ahead. And that's kind of what I do sometimes because my weeks do change. Sometimes I have listings coming on. Sometimes I don't have listings coming on. So it's just kind of weaving back and forth. I even do this, you guys, with cleaning my house. I dedicate one day a week to a different room to deep clean. It makes it so much better when Sunday comes around and I don't have to clean my entire house from top to bottom. And have I been there? Yes, I have been there. We've all been there where we've had to clean our house from top to bottom. I will also share, if you want, a cleaning list this week that I have implemented. So I'll put that template and I'll put a cleaning list for you guys in there. Okay, so it's all about organization. That's all that it's about. We need to remove the clutter. I tell you all the time, get rid of the shit you don't need. I cannot tell you how many houses I walk into and I see the overwhelm in their faces. I never judge because it is my job to help and I see this so often. I just see the overwhelm in their eyes of how am I going to do this? If we get rid of what no longer serves us, it opens up our minds and allows us space to deep think and theme our week so we can put focus into what we want, not deep cleaning our entryway every damn day. So theming your week could seriously look like researching a way to organize the coat closet. By you being excited about the fact that you have a coat closet, I mean, because some people can't say that, it is choosing yourself every day. We are so incredibly blessed. Let's not play the victim card because we are so privileged to have people we love and take care of, opportunities, businesses to build, a job that feeds your family, a house that we take care of and upkeep. This is all great stuff. So please remember to look at everything in your life as a gift, even if that means you live in Pleasantville. <laughs> as I too have off days, and that's okay, but to create momentum in some areas and to have a fulfilling life and to live a more peaceful life, then using theming for productivity is a game changer. So excited to make your weekly goals but need a little bit of inspiration here are some weekly goal ideas you can try okay so meditate for 15 minutes every day there are guided meditations we've talked about this on here you can go on spotify and there's a thousand different meditations to choose from and it's not about like the breath work and really meditating you can literally just sit on the ground for 15 minutes and close your eyes and if that's all that it is that's all that it is and it gets easier and easier every day work out for 30 minutes per day immediately leave your bed when the alarm goes off i am working on that one decrease time on social media i can say that i spend probably now about an hour on social media a day i have definitely decreased my time Try a vegetarian diet for three days. I like this one a little bit. I think that it just helps with brain fog a little bit if you do, and you don't have to do it every week. Um, drink more water instead of soda. Take a 10 minute walk after lunch. Attend a yoga class. Journal for five minutes daily. You can journal, you can write, I love my family. I mean, literally you can write whatever you want in your journal. Check up on your parents. This is a huge one. Not everybody gets to say that. 
I check up on my parents all the time. They probably get so annoyed of me. Make cookies. Go to bed before 11 p.m. every night. I need to take a note from that one. (laughs) Visit a new restaurant. Get a new planner. Sort out clothes and donate ones you don't use anymore. Declutter your living room. Volunteer in a dog shelter or school. Whatever makes you happy. I hear you can also go to the NICU and hold babies. And maybe that's not a thing since COVID, but maybe they still do it. So if you're needing some human touch, go hold those babies. Drive to the nearest beach. Or if you're living in Pleasantville, Minnesota, go snowshoeing or something. Get outside. Enjoy the fresh air. Invite a friend to dinner. Learn how to cook a new dish. Have a no-spend day. Read one book per month. Get new plants for your home. Fix ratty cabinets at home. Limit consumption of alcohol to twice a week. Or no alcohol. I mean, it is January. Stop drinking coffee in the afternoon. Stretch for 10 minutes per day. Do a two-hour hike on the weekend. Try a new online course. Plan a date night with your partner. Host an online game night with your college or high school or girlfriends. Cook for your parents. Listen more. We all need to listen more. Bring your lunch to work twice a week. Open a retirement account. Make a meal plan. Call a financial advisor. Do a spa night at home. Talk to your boss about a potential pay raise. Take your dog out for a walk every day. And there could be so many more. I think it's just having these little small goals and having something to look forward to. So my final thoughts on this episode, no matter the type of work you do, daily themes can help you. I encourage you to test this approach and see if it's good for you. The ability to focus is the most important result you get from theming your days and that is truly priceless. Chances are high that you will get results if you have a whole day set aside for a certain project. No interruptions, no meetings, no other tasks from other projects creeping in on you. From my point of view, the more uninterrupted time you can dedicate to a certain project, the easier it is to make progress in that project. Start small. Evaluate what is working and what isn't and make adjustments. Adding even one theme workday can bring huge benefits. Once you have one day sorted out, Add a second theme day and keep adjusting until you find what works best for you. We are all a work in progress. It is okay to fail. Pick yourself back up. I need this reminder too, you guys. I think I am going to be making like my salt cave appointment for Wednesday this week. Do something to make yourself feel better. And they always have awesome Groupons for salt caves. So rem- and go on Groupon and find cool new things to try out with your friends or by yourself. Like we talked about, the world is so lonely right now. Call up that friend and see if they want to go with you. So remember to, to dedicate the time to go researching for new things for you to do. So I don't know how much time this episode was, but I hope you all have a fabulous week and I can't wait wait to hear how you implement theme days and that's really all I have because it's just me talking on here and you can only sit and listen to my voice for so long 
but I I love where this season is heading up, heading for us and we have some really cool guests that are going to be coming on in the next month and into the summer and we have like everything all lined up and I'm extremely excited for this so thank you for following along it's it's so amazing to have you guys there and listening and we are always here if you are feeling lonely please reach out we love you love the twisted sisters Allie Engren I'm signing off <laughs>